Today's guest knows what it's like to experience setbacks and challenges. She also knows what it means to have those setbacks and challenges launch you into the next season of your destiny. She's written a book called Motivated by the Impossible. Saitsi Demirkova is our guest today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned, Babby's House is coming your way right now. my friends and welcome to Babby's house. I'm so happy that you've joined me today. My name is Babby Mason and I'm the host of the show. And thank you so very much for joining me. My very special guest, her name is a beautiful name, Saitsi Demirkova. That lets you know that she's uh, probably not from Alabama. She is a beautiful writer, a great speaker. She's a motivator. She's written a beautiful book called Motivated by the Impossible. Motivated by the Impossible. And she has, uh, uh, she spells out in her book how our setbacks and challenges can actually act as teachers. She's going to tell us her beautiful story, and we'll talk about her great book, as well as her testimony here on Babby's House today. So stick around for all of that. But if you've watched Babby's House before, then you know that I like to start every show uh, with a song. And this is one of my favorite songs, motivated uh, and inspired by a quote from Charles Haddon Spurgeon. God is too wise to be mistaken. He's too good to be unkind. And when you cannot trace his hand, trust his heart. Our hearts in two Sometimes blind us to the truth But our Father knows what's best for us His ways are not home So when your pathway grows dim And you just don't Remember, you're never alone. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't Holds a future 
Welcome back to the show. Let me introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Saitsi Demirkova, and the name of her book is called Motivated by the Impossible. Listen to the phrase on the cover of her book. This is a book that inspires you to reach beyond the impossible, to embrace a life of courage and purpose. Isn't that beautiful? Stacey, uh, Saitsi Demirkova, Motivated by the Impossible, Recognizing Your Invisible Mentors. What a great title. Will you help me to welcome to Babby's house, Saitsi Demirkova. I'm happy to have you on thank the you, show, thank my friend. Thank you so much. I love your name. It's just oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I am curious uh, where you were born. Tell us where you were born. Yes, Veliko Trnovo, Bulgaria. Wow, that's yes, a mouthful. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't expect people to know exactly where it is, but it's in Eastern Europe and it's right in the central part of Bulgaria. In Bulgaria. Yes. Beautiful. It was one of the first capitals of Bulgaria. We had many capitals, but that was where the kings lived. We have a big castle. It's still a historical place where people can come and visit. Beautiful. Yeah, it is a beautiful city. Oh, I would love to come there someday. Oh, you're welcome to. Yes. Yeah, we, we would love we, we to have you. We will pray about that. Yeah. So tell me what inspired you to write the book, Motivated by the Impossible. 
Well, you know, um, 1995, arriving here in the United States from Bulgaria, I really got the title at that time when I first got here thinking one day I'm going to change the world and it's going to be called Motivated by the Impossible of how I'm going to write the stories of what happened and how God helped me influence nations. But all these years passed, as a matter of fact, 23 years later is when I wrote the book after I arrived here in my 40s. And it was not about me changing the world. It was about me changing me wow. so that I can see the world from a different angle and to see it through the way, not only the way God was seeing it, but to see it through a way of wholeness and not competing within myself to impress everybody else of how I changed the world. Yes. So uh, for me, it was Seattle, Washington. I was looking over the um, city from the Alki Beach area. And finally, I felt like I was at a place of peace within myself, no longer competing and trying to impress everybody else. I was at a place of wholeness. And that's when the Lord gently spoke to my heart and said, now you're ready to write the book because you have a different perspective on life. You're no longer running a race for yourself. You're running the race for me. That's right. You, you cannot write from a place of victimization. Exactly. A place of victory. Yes. 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 So you, 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 uh, you say in your, in your book and in your story that you use, you use setback and trial as a teacher. Talk I to do. me about how you uh, came upon the word mentor. Well, you know, there was a time in my life that it felt really dark. And it wasn't just living under communism in Bulgaria. It was after being here for so many years, I had several different setbacks. My mom had passed away. I had lost the place where I was living. My car had broken down. My computer had broken down. All of those things happened within a matter of hours, literally. Wow. And I was lying in bed. And there are times in our life when you're feeling pain from just life happening so fast and you can't help it. And you're trying to focus, your mind is so overwhelmed that you're trying to focus on what is the lesser pain. And it was at that time when the Lord really spoke to me while I was in my bed praying. And he said, if you look at those circumstances as invisible mentors in your life, you will never be crushed by them, but you will utilize them as a stepping stone in your life. And I got up out of that bed and I said to myself, I will never be a victim of my circumstances. It doesn't matter who says what, it doesn't matter what I lose and what I gain. I can be on the inside a victor in the middle of the challenges and the excruciating pain. And if I look at circumstances as invisible mentors, then I take the sting away from the actual circumstance. So people a lot of times say, well, you have such a great life, I can never have your life. And I said, actually, my life is not any better than anybody else's. It's just your perspective makes the way you want life to turn out to be. And so that's what I teach people in the book is how to have the right perspective to their circumstances so they all view them as invisible mentors. I, wa I want you to break that down for us, Saitsi. Um, I want you to tell us or teach us uh, the process. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you are surrounded, I, it's unimaginable mm -hmm. to think about that day that you experienced all of those things that just uh, came crashing down mm -hmm. you all at one time. Mm -hmm. But there was a will on the inside of you mm -hmm. that motivated you to rise right. above your circumstances. Mm -hmm. So there was a process. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a, I've, I've, probably the first thing is that you had to come 
to yourself in your mind. It was a yeah. mind shift. Yes. A mind change. Can you mm -hmm. kind of tell us what that looked like? That mind yeah. change, that mindset? Mm -hmm. What did that look like? So for me, I think it was understanding that everything that we do in life is based on value and threat. So if I look at a circumstance as a threat, even if it's positive or a negative, because sometimes success could be, uh, could be a threat to us, and also a negative experience could be a threat to us. So it depends on my perception. So if I'm looking at it as a threat, I will view everybody, including the circumstance and the people that are placed in my life, and minimize them and their um, and minimize the opportunities that it holds. But if I look at it as a value of what can I learn from the person, what can I learn from the circumstance, then the value actually enables me for me to see what I can learn from the lesson, how to integrate it in myself. And I think it is very important for people to understand, especially the viewers today, that when we remove pain from our life, and we don't want to deal with it and we compartmentalize it, then that pain doesn't go away. It just stays there in our subconscious mind. Yes. And eventually, another circumstance is going to appear. And that pain is going to actually interject our thought life, our belief, our habits, our attitudes, the way we perceive life at that present moment. And you'll operate because from a place of pain. Exactly, because the pain has to actually be given purpose to live forward. Mm. So what I have discovered is if I can categorize my pain with a purpose and attach purpose with it, so it's not that God is teaching me something in a negative way because God is a good God and that's the main premise that I have in the book, that if we understand that God is always for us, the circumstances that happen to us are not initiated in a negative way by God, but He's walking the journey alongside of us and He can cause our mind to see even the painful circumstances creating a pathway to joy. And the brain has that ability to create pathways of pain and yes. pathway of joy. Well, you have done a marvelous job with this book because it's also a workbook. You're a phenomenal it is. teacher, by the way. Thank you. Uh, talk to us about the interactive part of the book. So after every chapter, we have experiential imagery pictures because I believe that imagination and vision and the visual aspect of how we perceive things has to be given to the reader so that they can uh, take their current life and draw into that picture. They can write words, they can draw with colors, they can put themselves in the teaching that I'm actually presenting to them. And then on the next page, you have personal questions and they're introspective questions. And what I have discovered is that most of the time people ask the wrong questions, therefore they give themselves the wrong answers. Mm. So if I can teach people how to ask the right questions about themselves and their circumstances, they don't have to go on that pathway of distraction. They can go in the pathway of establishing that joy and inner peace no matter what the circumstances look like. And how can, can we get more information about the book? Where can we oh, find it? Oh, absolutely. So I have two websites. My main one is tseitsi.org. It's spelled C-E-I-T-C-I.org. And I also have a website called motivatedbytheimpossible.com. When we come back after this uh, break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Motivated by Impossible. We'd also like our viewers to hear your story, too. Absolutely. A little bit more of your personal story. Yes. So stick around, everyone. After this break, we'll come right back with more of Babby's House 
We'll be right back after this. Wow, Satan. Welcome back to Babby's House. I have the awesome privilege of speaking with Saitsi Demirkova, and she is the author of Motivated by the Impossible, Recognizing Your Invisible Mentors, and it's also an interactive guide. And Saitsi, your, your book is beautifully written. Thank you. It's beautifully designed Thank as well. Thank you, I appreciate well. that. And uh, in, in your, your story, you talk a lot about your family, mm -hmm. your, your sister, you, um, there was a very painful experience concerning yes. your sister. Will you tell us about that? So when I was seven, my mom gave birth to my sister at, prematurely, actually. And so she was born at seven months, and they put her in the little incubator and didn't turn the air on. So after two days of being in the hospital, she passed. And I remember being so excited to finally have a little sister to play with that under communism, for those people that know and have been in Bulgaria under communism or socialism after, they know that we never celebrated Christmas. We never knew that God existed, that he loved us, that there was life after death. But at that moment when she passed, I was in so much pain and brokenness as a child. I went outside on the balcony and I would try to imagine life after death, even though they told us there was no life after death. And uh, you know, that scripture always talks about how God speaks to us even through nature, even yes. in restricted governments and countries like Bulgaria at that time. And I knew beyond a shadow and a doubt that somebody is watching my life past that blue sky. Yes. And that someone knew my name. I didn't know his name. I didn't Just know Just innately you knew God. this but I knew inside of me. And I stood on the balcony and I said, you know, one day when I grow up in honor of my sister, I'm going to help as many boys and girls that I can around the world. And then a year later, my parents decided to adopt a little boy from the orphanage because they saw how sad and broken I was over the fact that I had no sibling. And after several months of trying to get the adoption process started, they declined the adoption because they didn't have enough money. And then that little boy passed away in mm. the orphanage from malnutrition and had several different health challenges. So there I was now eight years old, going back to the balcony, looking up, and I said, okay, one day when I grow up, I'm gonna help as many boys and girls from the orphanages in Bulgaria, because this is going to be something that I wanna do for my sister and for this little boy that never had a chance to live. Mm, and what a beautiful so, story. Thank you. But I am thinking, you know, years later, how do you integrate those painful moments into your present realities, just as we talked a little bit ago, and how I gave that pain a future to live in, because it gave me the motivation to start the nonprofit Changing a Generation, to start with one child, with one little boy, with one little girl, and now to see several thousand kids being ministered to in Bulgaria, in Uganda, in Ghana, in other locations yeah. where kids don't have hope. You know, Sirtsi, uh, Saitsi, you, you have experienced so much pain in your life, uh, a lot of loss in your life. And, and, that, and pain is, um, you know, it, it's something that all of us have experienced. Mm -hmm. But you are showing us that we can find purpose in our pain. Yes. That we can find value in our pain. Mm -hmm. We can even use pain as a launching Absolutely. point and an opening door to something greater, mm -hmm. something beautiful, yes. something uh, bigger than we are, mm -hmm. something to help others. Mm -hmm. And so this is this is powerful. Yes. And I want uh, our our viewers to 
to know a little bit about how you came to know the Lord. Yeah, yeah, I love sharing that story because you could see how God can actually work in people's lives, even in those closed nations that we feel like they will never be reached. People will never be able to hear about Jesus. And, you know, for 45 years, Bulgaria was under communism, never celebrated Christmas, Easter. None of the things that we do here in America were actually common to us. Very restrictive environment. And 1989, November, of 1989, communism fell, and about a year and a half later, missionaries from Germany actually stopped on our street. They were giving food, and I was on the balcony. That balcony. You in the balcony? So, just have it. It's a prize to you. It's it a blessing is, to you. It is. <laughs> but you know, cultures like that are very community-driven. So the balcony actually symbolizes the culture and the people and the communication. And so I heard these people there on the street. I was a German translator at the time, and they. Were were lost, they didn't know where to go, so I invited them to our house. They brought this huge box of food, chocolate that I had never seen in my life, bananas, mm. oranges, things that are so common and we have now everywhere, but back in the day, so restrictive. And then underneath all of that food was the Bible. And I picked the Bible for the first time in my life, smelled it, it smelled so good because it was covered in chocolate. And uh, I said, wow, I want to know the author of this book. And they invited me that night to one of the outreaches that they were doing. It was drama evangelism. I heard the gospel for the first time in my life of how Jesus can heal us and that he really loves us. And I said, well, I'm not just going to believe in God just because they're saying, I got to know that he's really alive. And I said, okay, God, so if you're really out there, if you're real, I have pain in my stomach that I have carried for months. Um, as a matter of fact, it was years prior to that, every single day. And I said, if you heal me, then I will know that you're really alive. And I will give you my life and I will serve you for the rest of my life. And it was at that moment, the pain just automatically mm, disappeared. Praise God. I ran up there, 500 other people or more were at the altar, gave wow. my life to Jesus was the first Christian in my family, started reading the book of Acts in the Bible yes. and how the disciples traveled and preached the gospel. And I said, okay, well, I can't do anything else because I'm so shy, but I think I can just travel and preach. And I literally thought I talked God into asking me to do what I do today. <laughs> oh, Satsi, I wish we had more time to hear your beautiful story, but you, your story is phenomenal. Thank it's you. It's got the thumbprint of, the fingerprint of God it's all over it. Jesus. Amen. It's a yes. beautiful book called Motivated by the Impossible, Recognizing Your Invis Invisible Mentors. Thank you so very much thank for being our, so much our guest for today. Me. And we wish you all of God's best blessings. Thank you, thank you, and you as well. I receive that. And to you, dear friend, thank you for watching Babby's House. And Satsi's story is a powerful story, but you know what, my friend? You have a story too. There is a God who loves you. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God even has a purpose for your pain. And as Satsi told us today, that you can use pain as a motivator, a leaping off point, an open door to the purpose and the plan that God has for you. And I am just so grateful that you tuned in today to hear her story. Will you do me a favor and reach out to me at babby at babby.com. That's my email address. My official website is babby.com. There you'll hear beautiful music and encouraging words. Babby Mason Radio is also there for you to listen to 24 hours a day. Just click on babbymasonradio.com and hear great music 24 hours a day. Well, the Lord bless you, my friend. Hope to see you next time, all right? Bye-bye until then.